I can't think of a single person who doesn't have a vicious inner critic who breathes down their neck at the most inopportune times. Some people, though, are better at silencing the critic and harnessing their own inner strength. So what separates them from the rest of us? Hey everyone, I'm Laverne McKinnon and welcome to the Moonshot Mentor Blogcast. I'm a certified career coach and grief recovery specialist. I help ambitious driven people feel confident, empowered, and excited after experiencing a career setback. Whether it's from feeling stuck in a tough period or frustration from slow progress, I offer up tools and resources to revamp your path to career success. This week's podcast takes a closer look at those gremlin voices and offers up practical strategies on how to manage, cope, and do battle with them. Quick insight, those gremlin voices typically get their loudest when you're onto something really good, and they might sound something like this. You don't have what they need. There are many, many stronger candidates. It's not worth trying. No one wants to hear from you. You suck. You're just not good enough. I'm going to guess that those words or a variation of them have been said to you at some point in your life. I'm also 100% confident they've been said to you not by a boss or a colleague, but by the voice inside your head. And that voice is called a gremlin. A gremlin is also known as a saboteur, a demon, a contrarian. It's the voice that's designed to stop you in your tracks and holds you back from meeting your full potential. Now again, the good news is that when the gremlin gets especially loud, you're onto something good. Why? Because the gremlin does not want you to live your values or your life purpose. And it's going to pull out all its tricks to make sure you don't achieve your goals and dreams. So how does the gremlin work? Well, it's really sneaky and typically has three approaches. The first is the nasty bully name caller. The second is the shamer who won't let you forget every mistake, failure, or indiscretion. And then the third one is almost like wise sounding, like a prophet who's got your best interests at heart and does not want to see you get hurt. So gremlins are going to frequently sound like they're protecting you from getting hurt or experiencing pain and disappointment. So how do you know if it's a gremlin? One of the clues is that the gremlin voice will use should or shouldn't. So here are some examples from some of my clients' gremlins. You should wait until you have more experience under your belt before speaking in a meeting. You shouldn't send that email. They'll think you're dumb. You should let someone else make that call because they're better at it than you. You shouldn't spend money on that workshop. It's a waste of time. You should just be happy with what you've got. You shouldn't write that play, script, novel, blog. It'll never turn into anything. Anytime you hear should or shouldn't, that's a sign to slow down and get curious about the intention of that voice. So how to manage the gremlin? You really have to know and accept the hard truth that gremlin voices are in all of us. And the first step to managing them is to acknowledge that. And I say manage purposely because as much as we try, we're never going to completely get rid of them. But there is hope. The goal is to know what creates the opening for the gremlin voice to pop up so you can name it and then wrangle it. 
universally, when you're in a place of growth, action, or moving towards your goals, the gremlin's going to show up. Now, what's going to help you is to get even more granular than that by specifically identifying what it is you want that's triggering the gremlin. So another example, one of my goals, and it's also a responsibility in my job as a producer, is to attach talent in the form of a director or an actor to the future projects on my company's slate. Achieving a talent attachment brings me one step closer to my bigger goal of getting the movie financed and distributed. Whenever it's time for me to reach out to an agent or manager to pitch the project for the talent they represent, this is what the gremlin says. These reps are too busy. The landscape is too competitive. It doesn't matter if the script is awesome. They're never going to read or get back to you. You haven't won an Academy Award, let alone been nominated. You just don't have what it takes. I know, my gremlin is really verbose. Just one of those sentences could stop me in my tracks. Clearly, the gremlin is trying to protect me from being rejected, right? No, the gremlin is stopping me from achieving my goals and reaching my potential. So what's next then? How do I handle it? One of the best ways to battle the gremlin is to look at the facts. What's really supporting the gremlin statements? So let's unpack my verbose gremlin. That first line, these reps are too busy. Okay, maybe yes, maybe no. I have no idea how busy they are. I do know that the job of the rep is to find material that creatively and strategically advances their client's goals. Presenting them with opportunities to do their job for their client would certainly be worthy of their time. That being said, I can be considerate of their time by being prepared for the conversation and get to the point. Okay, the next sentence. The landscape is too competitive. So I'm going to go hunt down the data. So what I did is, anecdotally, I spoke to a bunch of other producers and gathered that data. And so based on those conversations, it does sound like the landscape is really competitive in regards to attaching talent that, quote, moves the dial. There are only a certain number of actors who can help to secure international financing per the various sales agents that I speak to on a semi-regular basis. I also know from speaking with financiers that they're evaluating green lights even more selectively. So there are a few hard truths there in terms of the landscape being competitive. Okay, next sentence is, it doesn't matter if the script is awesome. I have no idea what the point is that the gremlin is trying to make here. Awesome scripts turn into poorly executed movies. Not awesome scripts turn into highly successful movies. There's no data, formal or informal, that supports that statement. Okay, next one. They're never going to read or get back to you. The gremlin does not have a crystal ball and cannot predict the future, although gremlins frequently believe that they can. Okay, this is one of my favorites. You haven't won an Academy Award, let alone been nominated. So that's true. I have not. Again, not sure what the point here is from the gremlin. Data indicates that most movies are produced from auspices that have never been nominated or won an Academy Award. And those that have won or been nominated also have a track record of not getting movies made. Okay, you just don't have what it takes. Does the gremlin actually know what it takes to get a movie made? And looking at the data of who gets movies made, it's really wide ranging from seasoned producers with deep resources to first time producers with no resources and then everything in between. That was an exhaustive breakdown to exemplify how to challenge the gremlin through facts. 
In the example above, there were some hard truths like the marketplace contraction and too many producers chasing after a too short list of perceived dial movers. So now what happens after I've gathered these facts? With the data at hand, I can then choose a value to honor in deciding to make the call to the agent or not. And I have to tell you, every time I'm faced with this situation, I have to choose two of my core values, but it takes, it takes some energy to do so. And I choose courage and commitment. Writers put their trust in me to help them across their finish line. It's sacred. So I have to honor that and put my gremlin voices on the back burner. Does it always work out? No, but frequently it does, or it does enough to keep me moving forward. Here's the thing. We're all creative, resourceful, and whole. We are naturally resilient. We're capable of developing new skills and tools to recover from, excuse my language, shitty gremlin voices and bounce back from whatever life brings us. So each time I get ghosted or receive a pass, I learn something new if I stay curious. So of course, though, you're still going to face disappointment. So I've learned that failing or making a mistake only means what I choose to make it mean. I'm going to say that one more time. Failing or making a mistake only means what I choose to make it mean. The gremlins don't get to dictate that or make grandiose statements that are not based on facts. As the brilliant author Haruki Murakami says, pain is inevitable, suffering is optional. Don't turn an undesirable outcome into a meaning that doesn't serve you. So the agent doesn't call me back. Does that mean I'm a loser or that the agent is overwhelmed? So the talent doesn't read the script after I submit it. Does that mean I wasted my time and should never have submitted? Or that the talent doesn't have the bandwidth or the log light didn't spark them? The gremlins promote suffering. So it's really important that you get to know your gremlin. And I know this may sound counterintuitive, but the better you know your gremlin, the better you're going to be able to do battle with it. So here's another framework to help you do battle with those nasty voices. Find the gremlin voice. Don't run from it. Get curious. What is the gremlin saying to you? What does the voice sound like? What does it remind you of? What are the qualities of the voice? Is it loud? Is it soft? Does it sound mean and nasty? Or is it wise and kind? What does the gremlin feel like? Like, what is the energy of the gremlin like? Where does the energy live in your body? So now we're going to be moving out of it being like an external source and we're going to find it in your body. And then we're going to make it visceral. How big or small does that energy feel in your body? If you had to guess how much it weighs, is it a thousand pounds? Is it light as a feather? Bring it alive. Like what color is it? If you could reach out and touch it, what would it feel like? If you put it under a microscope, what might you see? So we're really bringing the gremlin alive as much as possible. So then you can name it because when you name it, you can tame it. And I like to give my gremlins a name that makes me smile or laugh, or maybe it's a little bit descriptive, or maybe it reminds me of someone that, you know, I've encountered in the past. So just give it a name because what we're going to do next then is kick it in the ass by asking your inner wisdom. Some people call that the universe, God, Buddha, your goddess. How do I get rid of this gremlin named Barney? 
And we're going to really think about this in terms of your mind's eye. Like, do you poison it? Do you blow it up? Do you bury it? Do you kick it? Do you send it to the, to the moon? There's no wrong answer. And whatever your voice of wisdom says, go ahead and do that and notice and name what you're feeling in your body. And you want to take this action both in your mind's eye and act it out. So rinse and repeat as needed. If there's still like some residue of the gremlin energy, check back in with your source of wisdom to see what else you can do to banish the gremlin. Now, the gremlin is going to disappear at some point and you're going to feel an energy shift. And so when you do, you want to fill that space that the gremlin occupied in your body with a value, a color, a song, something that brings you joy. The key to this exercise is to find a way to stay connected in the future to what you've created. So when that gremlin voice pops up again, you can say, oh, that's Barney and go right to kicking it in the ass. Now, some people find a talisman like a crystal, a string bracelet, or sometimes people identify like a physical action to help keep them connected to how to get rid of that, that gremlin voice. So like for me, the one that says they don't want to hear from you, I like envision that little gremlin, like it sits on my shoulder. And so like, I'll just be like, oh, brushing it off. Gremlin's not going to get me today. Remember, it's not uncommon for gremlins to return. In fact, you can count on it. They're clever and they're slippery and they show up in different ways under the guise of protecting us from pain and harm. But the gremlins really fear your values and your life purpose. So know that when you're faced with any decision, big or small, a gremlin's going to be sniffing around, ready to jump in, especially if you're about to meet your potential and have a growth opportunity. So remember to consider what values you're honoring and how you are living your life purpose whenever you have a choice to make. This will keep you aligned with most important with what's most important to you and on the path to fulfillment and positive impact. Bottom line, gremlins love to mess with your head, telling you that you're not good enough or that success is reserved for someone else. But guess what? Those gremlins are just scared of your potential. When their voices get loud, it's a sign that you're onto something big. Don't let them dictate your decisions. Instead, arm yourself with facts, stick to your values, and live your life purpose. Disappointment is going to come knocking. It's inevitable, but you have the power to choose how you interpret it. Get to know your gremlin, give it a funny name, and then kick it in the ass. Rinse and repeat as needed, filling the space that the gremlin occupied with what brings you joy. Gremlins are persistent, but with the right mindset, you can keep them in check and stay on the path to your goals. So that's it for today. Head over to Moonshot Mentor on Substack.com for journal questions to help you dig deeper into the nature of your gremlins, understand their patterns, and develop strategies to manage their influence on your thoughts and actions. I'd really love to hear more about how you battle gremlins and if there are any special tools that you use or even what you name yours. So drop me a comment. I'd love to keep the conversation going. You can also visit me at MoonshotMentor.com or follow me on social media at Moonshot Mentor on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And if you're enjoying what you're hearing and watching, I would so appreciate if you could subscribe. It would help me achieve my moonshot of 5,000 subscribers. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you next week.